0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. Click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. Welcome back to another episode of Swan's Cast Podcast. I'm joined this week by Lee once again, as always. Hello, hello. hello. Welcome Lee. You sound very dejected after your lot travels on the weekend. Yeah, it's a bit of
1: a, it, was, it was a bit of a flat one to be honest. I mean, West Brom's usually a good hunting ground for us, especially the last couple of times that I've been as well. Uh, and we had a bit of a flat uh, a bit of a flat day,
0: but we'll uh, we'll get on to that. I mean, yeah, we'll get on to it. You say flat, but I feel like it was an exciting game, especially if you're a neutral. It, was, it could have had a worse away day.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, you know, as, as an away day goes, it's not bad, but, uh, you know, result. Didn't get a result.
0: Yeah, didn't get a result. Um, so, yeah, of course, we're going to talk about uh, Swansea's trip up to the Midlands, where they took on West Brom. Bit of a Midlands start to the season, really, isn't it? I know we're not away for all of the games, but... Uh, Birmingham West Brom Coventry as the first three yes Yes, um, yeah bit of a theme going on there Um, yes we're talking about the game gonna obviously talk about everything in there's five goals to talk about comeback a penalty you know quite a lot of talking points there a couple of new sign-ins this week one of one of which we obviously saw in action for a cameo off the bench in the West Brom games. We could talk a little bit about him as well as finally, we have signed a left back. So, I mean, we've been calling up for it for a while. So obviously we're going to have a little bit of a chat there. An announcement finally about Cham leaving and some other links as well with uh, with transfers potentially coming in and out. Uh, we've got some information ahead of the Bournemouth Cup tie, just for anyone that's looking to go down. Going to carry on with our three up, three down a new feature we started last week at the start Mm. of the season where we've only got Lee doing it at the moment because I've been a bit naff with the organisation, but Lee's going to give us three positives and three negatives across the championship. So we're going to, it's a way of touching, I guess, on the great uh, sort of um, the, the league as a whole rather than just Swansea to try and keep more of an update on the championship as part of the podcast as well. So we know where we are and what's going on across the league. Uh, in line with our match previews that we have obviously started again this season as well. And also, we're going to try something else as well and touch on something that's outside of the championship. And the big football headline this week is Harry Kane. So we're going to give our two cents on that at the end. or Two pence, whatever the saying is. Um, But yeah, let's get straight into it then. That's the agenda. So what I'll try and do going forward, because I know there's um, been... Different viewpoints in the comments on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching on Spotify, probably don't have this luxury. But if you're watching on YouTube and you're interested in a certain section, I'll try and remember to put on timestamps in the video. So if you're interested in a certain part of the conversation, uh, maybe you don't care about us talking about Harry Kane, for example, but you can like jump between each one uh, rather than having to listen to the whole thing. So if you just want to hear about the game, obviously you can jump straight to that. Skip past the introduction if it's too long for you. And hopefully everybody will be happy then. You'll have the option there for everyone. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get straight on to West Brom against Swansea. So, as you mentioned, Lee, you headed up to this one. Unfortunately, I couldn't get it off work, which I was a bit frustrated about, but maybe I wasn't frustrated afterwards. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to maybe tell us about your away day experience.
1: Yeah, not bad. You know, West Brom's always... One of one of the favourite ones to go, as we know, we yep. always go to uh, the Vine beforehand, which is uh, pretty, I think got it's the curry. best away day pub. We had a curry. I did notice that they mentioned it in the Swans on the website. They mentioned it this time. I don't know if they have before as an away day. Uh, it's not a hidden gem anymore. I don't think. I don't know if they've mentioned it before, but I know like a lot of Swans fans got turned away. We managed. We got there quite early, so we got in. It was full. Was it? It was full, and a lot of Swans fans got turned away in the end. Um, so that, that's just one to watch out for. But no, I, you know, nice nice close one for us. I was th- I was thinking about this as well. On the, way, on the way back, let's jump in a bit. On the way back, um, we were listening to the radio and we were listening to Villa fans who travelled up to uh, Newcastle. Um, and they lost 5-1 and they were all mourning and saying, oh, you know, it's a three and a half hour journey to Newcastle. We've all gone up and they, they put on a rubbish performance. I was like, three and a half hours is like a close one for us. So I think just a word far. out...
0: I no, I know exactly. I mean, yeah, and I,
1: you think like in the Midlands, t- Midland teams, the Swans is probably one of their furthest ones to go, coming down far into Wales. That but uh,
0: it's the be for away days based in the Midlands, isn't it? Yeah, you're, I know they got like everywhere's within the best time.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think like hats off again to Swans fans. Another two thousand. I know it's. I know it's a nice. You know, it's a close one for us. Relatively close, but I think compared to other teams we do travel quite well, don't we? I think I, I read somewhere like per mile, we were the we're like second best travel team in the championship last year behind Sunderland, I think.
0: I saw some TLS the other day saying about away fans and, and their, t- their following to away games last season. And Swans were in the category of should do better or like do better. Nah. And I was just like, you haven't taken into context here the, the length of travel. It's easy for you to just like, like, an away day for Coventry to Birmingham and West Brom is like five minutes. Like yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like we yeah, think about like you said it's one if, is an hour, pretty you, much. Yeah.
1: Well it's well apart, apart from Cardiff, everything's at least two but and a half. Hours. Cardiff,
0: I mean forty five minutes to an hour traffic on the match day obviously be a bit higher, <laughs> and there's bubble yeah. in it, it's bubbles. So <laughs> yeah, it's not an hour, one, it's about four days. it's Cardiff and it's not even an hour. Yeah, it takes about four days. Bristol's like an hour and a half, isn't it? So what's yeah. probably the next. But yeah, and then apart from
1: the Midlands teams, everything's a good travel. But, you know, so I think we travel well. It annoys me when people say, oh, you know, you only took 500 to Preston on a Tuesday night. I was like, yeah, that's a hell of a trek for us. But not yeah. so much of a trek for, uh, you know, teams in Birmingham. So uh, there we go. That's, that's, just, uh, that's just something I noticed. But uh, in terms of the game... If we want to get on, if we want to get on to that. I think for neutral, it was brilliant. I think uh, you know, five goals—probably the worst def- defensive game we've ever seen in the history of the championship from both sides. I think uh, it was a bit of bit of a mental one, but uh,
0: um, before we get the... on to the goals, I need to ask an important question before we move past it. Go on. What to do? Eat in the vine.
1: Ah, uh, I was boring. I had my chicken tikka masala again.
0: What with chips or what?
1: With chips, naan bread, rice. So yeah,
0: the naan is the the brilliant.
1: Naan. I no, I had. A, I always have a peshwari naan. I do.
0: All right, mm-hmm.
1: Peshwari naan all
0: the way. I can't have it because usually got almonds in it. Oh, I like paswari naan all the way. I have a vote in the comments, guys. Peshwari naan, garlic naan, plain naan, with <laughs> <I mean>, naan. <laughs> I, I do like a keema naan.
1: No, no, Chemo no, or
0: garlic I go for. Um, I don't know what other options. Cheesy one. I don't know if anyone has that. It's always on the menu. I'm just like, who's having that? For the curry? Someone said some dub- cheesy now in the comments.
1: I did double up and have a... we went back there after the game as well. And really? I had the chicken tikka from the grill oh. I was stunning as well. Was it a different Watched menu it. after the game? No, uh, yeah, they are from six o'clock. It's like a different menu, it's the full menu. They do a match day menu up till six o'clock and
0: then after. I need this, to come yeah. next. I got it. <laughs> Just just for the vine. Like I don't care about the game. It's the just for the vine. Um anyway, yeah, so the game, five goals. Um I was listening to a lot of it on the radio after I finished my shift and it just sounded and, and again, watching watching it back, like I wrote in my notes. It's 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 like we, we were threat from set pieces, but also couldn't defend them at the same time.
1: i oh, i never i never seen anything like it. The the first goal we conceded was horrific. It's like three West Brom heads on it from a long throw. Yeah, and then um, the Very goal soft. scorer has a has a free volley six yards out, untouched. It's just the, the some of the worst event I've seen. I think the three centre halves all go in to win the first header, and then they're all out of the out of the game. Then they don't win it, and then they're all out of the game. It was just horrendous.
0: Why is the three people going in for the first ball? Are they like uh, are they zonal marking us? I I
1: don't know. I you know it was absolute carnage, and
0: I know Duff wasn't happy, was he?
1: No, no, no. But I and you know yeah I, I we come come to it. But I liked his interview after the game. I like what he said. Well, um,
0: I mean, was it like did he not call him out like Russell Martin used to, and he didn't like that?
1: No, what he no he didn't call any specific individuals out. He just said that you know. It, the defending from set pieces is not good enough. And he said, historically, it's been a problem with this club and we've got to sort it out. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, I like I like, I like that he touched on that. You know, I think um, he's identified that it is a problem. And um, when you come on to the second goal as well, that was horrendous as well. It was just a complete mix up Okay, chaos. I'm not even sure a West Brom player is even involved.
0: It pinballs off like three of our defenders and then it's the keeper's head and goes in. Yeah. It's just sort like, what's of... that all about? So bad, it's. I mean, that's it's so a bit a, like so. The first goal I would say is completely bad defending. You can't, it's fine if you miss the first ball, gotta make that second ball, and then like the third one to just be like land at his feet. the volley you it, in, that's just shocking and it's inexcusable, really. Yeah. Um, but whatever, one nil at half time wasn't the end of the world when you're away, you know, that you can work with that. Come back a West yeah. Brom last year from when we were two and down, um, but. I that second one, like, it wasn't even a good corner. I just, it was a bit of a fluky goal, but also someone just needs to clear it. Just like, you can't all just like not realize what's going on for it to pinball. Yeah, it is unlucky. It, it is unlucky, but like, at what point do you just say you've just got to do better at this level if you're going to be successful in it? Like, someone just needs to take ownership. Well,
1: it's cost us the game at the end of the day. I mean, the defending and that. Because I, I,
0: look, I'll say,
1: I I don't think West Brom were a good side either. They they didn't really they, they didn't really work hard for their goals. Um it, you know normally you look at a team and you think you know we deserve to be down as bad as we were and I think we were awful especially in the first half. Um I don't think West Brom were any better. It's just sort of just poor defending from set pieces. Yeah. Um that have cost us and I mean easily could have been an, easily could have been a draw even though we were that bad. I just don't I don't think West Brom were that good anyway you can't gift goals away like we did
0: um so obviously i caught up with uh west brom fan before the match uh, in yeah. the match preview series if uh, if if you're unaware of those and obviously listening to spotify head over to youtube they don't get uploaded to spotify because they're not like podcasts they're just short vid shorter videos where i'm catching up with um Fans that make content like us for other clubs. The idea is, you know, if you're going into this match blind and you don't really keep up with the other clubs in the league, you have a little bit more of an insight into what's going on in their camp. It's not a preview of such of me talking about how Swans will play against how they will play. I'm just there to get information off them about the other team. And he was telling me that, um, you know, he was quite worried about this game and thinks West Brom are in a really bad place. Yeah. And I, I do, like, as much as when I saw us 3-0 down with no context, just in the work, I was a bit like, yeah, okay, whatever. He's talking rubbish. Yeah, let us all Yeah. Well, but then when you watch it, and he watched the way we came back as well, he was right in everything he was saying. We just, like, missed a massive opportunity and didn't get going early enough to, like, actually put him right. under pressure. And if uh, yeah. we had played... I, I'll i talk with the formation later. I think we need stuff over the back from a from start. But if we had actually, like... Gone at them from the beginning. I think they were there for, they would have buckled. Like they, they, as soon as they had a bit of um, what's the word? It wasn't going their way. Basically, as soon as it wasn't yeah. going their way, and they had a little bit of defending to do, they just couldn't cope with it. And, and 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 ultimately, like I don't know if we were overall poor in our game. Maybe we didn't get going in the first half, but defensively, like they scored them two set pieces, which is just two moments of being crap. Yeah. In those two moments. It wasn't like they battered us for the first full hour. No, half, they didn't so. no they didn't.
1: No, you know, you spot on. And um, when we were when we were like in the pub before the game and walking over to the stadium, um, it was nice we had we chat with a couple of West Brom fans and when the teams came out, they were they were really down about it. They were really concerned. They said there was no there was no recognised striker on the pitch starting. Um I think they had Josh Madger on the bench, but they they had no recognised striker starting the game. Um, and a lot of and a lot of them said oh you you know you're gonna you're gonna beat us today it's definitely you know we're really really worried about this we're really, you know and then like you said we just absolutely just gifted you know gifted a three 0 lead really
0: yeah
1: and then and then you're leaving yourself in a pill battle but you are right as soon as as soon as we started applying real pressure they they completely they completely folded they like i think we were unlucky not to get a draw Cabango got a chance we had so many um with the bar so to Yates. Yates. Hit, well, Yates hit the bar, two nil, and that would have changed the game. That would have massively changed the game if it we went to two one. Um, they obviously went up then in the other end, three nil. But um, yeah, I think you know, I we we probably deserved a draw in the end because they were equally as bad as defending as we were.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's I just mean, a bit of a as bad as we were. It was still frustrating not to get a point.
0: I think. It's early days in 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 Duff, it? And there's obviously a transition between the way that Martin wanted to play and Duff wants to play. And you can see he gets frustrated a bit sometimes that some of the decision-making is more akin to what they've developed over the last two years under Russell Martin, and that's to be expected this early on. And I'm wondering if it is some of these teething issues are to do with that. You can only, obviously only use them as an excuse for so long, but it did take him a month or yeah. two to get going at Barnsley. I think by Christmas they started proper picking up. Um, so you know is it is to, to, to be expected. I guess like defending set pieces, if they're coming in with these new ideas, maybe there is a bit of miscommunication and confusion yeah, of in, in the so, early days. Yeah. And I guess benefit of the doubt, we we'll put this game down to that. But that you okay. just want to see improvement going forward. And I, I see, like you said, the interview from Duff was like quite vocal and uh, to the point on it, direct, and that's good. So hopefully, you will see the results of that. Coming forward, I now
1: I like what he said,
0: yeah, yeah. So, like, that's what I mean. So, hopefully, now you'll see that on a pitch, though, like the yeah. small actions yeah, to yeah. Make that better. Um, because obviously, they made it better in the other half as well. We'll talk about that in a second. So, hopefully, you just get the defending a bit better. And it's just down to organization and communication as someone taking ownership of the ball that's coming in, isn't it? And deal with yeah. it but um yep. if nobody's doing that and it's confusion that's why three heads from the other team end up getting on it because you're all off a yard off the pace already before you know the the other the yep. other person's already beaten to it um the penalty then before we talk about a comeback absolute stupid just what a stupid yeah, tackle was, from harry darling yeah. i don't understand he didn't yeah. even need to make the tackle he's going nowhere nope. he maybe puts a crossing but i feel like he's in a position to block it um well, and if he puts a cross in and like there's other guys there to try and make the, the block anyway, he's going to make the cross difficult from where he is. And he just lunges in and gets nowhere near the ball.
1: That's but the worst thing you can do. Yeah, but we were at, we were at the other end. The away, as you know, the away ends at the other end of the pitch from there. And you could see it as clear as no complaints whatsoever. It's just why are you diving in and making that tackle? But the thing is with Darling, he's got one of them every game. He did one against Birmingham where. In the end, on you know, for the highlight, really looks great because he comes flying in, takes man and ball, and it's a great tackle where he just oh, like you out, out, it? It. Yeah, yeah, but was was there any need of that? I mean, if he if he's off by a millisecond, he's getting a red.
0: Yeah,
1: he's got one in him every game, um, yeah, well, and he does red that red. one. There's no need of it.
0: I don't. I don't know. I don't. I I, I like darling and when he's good, he's good. But he's always a bit. uh He's a bit like what I used to describe Manning as, and like he's always got that like dodgy moment yeah. in him. Manning yeah. kind of ironed that out, especially last season. But the season before, he didn't know if he was going to get two yellows, like he was walking up yeah, that a- rope all the time.
1: And it's a shame because I think they had we had just made the changes, you know, I think Patino had just come on. He'd gone to a back four. So if they had just, you know, if he doesn't dive in there, then we start to play, then likely we get a draw or maybe even win the game from there. It's like fine moments in these games like that where you no know, yeah. the third goal is obviously the winner in the end. There's just no need for him to make that tackle. And it, you know,
0: it just it has cost us. Yeah, and he gets a lot of plaudits for how he's performed when he's gone to right back. But you don't want that from somebody who's gonna be tracking wingers. Like if they're gonna nah. if he's gonna dive in like that, it's it's like, you know, we've got commentary next week. You're gonna look at that and be like, right, get at him if he's playing then. Just take him on in the box because he's gonna just. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know that's where you, you're gonna highlight that. Um, yeah. And look, he kind of made up for it. I would, you know, maybe. Did he? I mean, he did, but also he lost by one goal. So. Yeah. The, the, yeah, no, he did his yeah. best at making up for that mistake afterwards, and that's look, where you see I, the I, best I, of Harry Darling. But like, yeah. God, why another mistake?
1: Defensively in that game, poor. But. Like going forward, I've never seen anything like it after that penalty when we we're 3 0 down. Um, Patino came on and was taking corners. The first two corners he took, um, we scored from. Um, and they were just they were just on Harry Darling's head. And every bowler came into the box after that, Darling won. And I'm not even joking. If we go back and look at the highlights, I remember watching the game in the stadium. I was thinking, Darling's getting his head on this. Darling's yeah, every single ball.
0: On the radio that he was winning every single head. He was like possessed after that mistake. And, Literally and
1: every single it off ball. Switch like it yeah, on. I've, I've never seen anything like
0: that. Yeah, I've never seen it. How are you all missing these balls in a defensive capacity where we go to be in 2-0 down from set pieces to then go the opposite where... You start winning yeah. every ball in an offensive capacity. It wasn't just him; like obviously, Wood scored, and it was it was one cleared off the line, um, and then yeah. we had a bit of pinball and scored for the second goal. Like Darlin's header from the corner directly was a good header into the corner, and then the second goal was a bit um, just yeah, as it was as West Brom. It was
1: it was a carbon copy though, because well, I was literally behind the line where Darling scores the first goal. And for the second goal, the corner comes in and it's exactly the same. It's going in the same corner from Darling's header, but it gets cleared off the line and then it goes back out and the ball comes yeah. back in and then they score from that. But that's what I mean about him winning everything. And yeah, like you said, though, West Brom was so bad defensively, like you said, like our like our second goal, they did the same. Um, and there was one before where it got cleared off the line, like you said. So I think if we had enough time to get at them or got at them earlier, they would have cracked. or well, they did crack. Just, we just run out of time.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And also, then looking at the comeback, we changed to four at the back. Second game, I would even say against Plymouth, not Plymouth. Why was it in Plymouth? For? Northampton the other day. We look better, I think, with a back four right now. I feel like we look better every time we've done yeah. it. I know in the league games, it's both been when we chase in, but yeah, it just seems to work better. Like um, going forward, especially
1: yeah look, and, the, and the, even
0: the, defending because the wing backs was was getting caught out i think wasn't it against West Brom
1: yeah the problem like you said though i think it's just it is teething problems but uh they've, they've gotta they've gotta sort of find something that works quickly because like you said you can't use that excuse you know for the rest of the season but um i think the problem is he likes to play two up front or sometimes it looks like two behind the striker. Because sometimes it looks like it was Oli Cooper and Perot behind Yates. And sometimes it would be two up top with Perot going forward. But when you've got five at the back and two up top, you kind of sacrifice your midfield. And there were so many times where Grimes and Fulton have the ball in that first half, and there are just no options. Because they they, they, they need some more bodies in midfield, really. And you had Oli Cooper coming short. You had Oli Cooper coming deep with his back to goal. and. As much as I like Ollie Cooper, he didn't have his best game. I think he was like just physically uh, taken out of that game because he was yeah, coming short.
0: the other way, running
1: exactly, yeah, exactly. Like that. That's what I'm saying it wasn't his type of game, but like he's coming short to get the ball. He's just getting, he was getting muscled off at a lot of times, and we just couldn't get anything going in that first half. They were just they defended us so easily, and we didn't have any answers for it. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, when we went to the back four. You get a bit of you get some extra bodies and i know we're chasing the game then as well so you know the game has changed we get extra bodies in that midfield that like patino came on he was absolutely brilliant but then yeah. you've got an extra an extra body in midfield where you can have that space so i don't know yeah. they've got to try and find the balance somewhere because that i gotta be honest that first half was so poor it was the worst i've seen in a long time
0: yeah no that's that's fair um I'm on a sofa score right now, looking at some of the stats, and Patino's not even listed on the bench on there. They probably didn't have him as part of the squad before. um, Yeah, kicked off, obviously got subbed on for uh, Cooper, was it? Cooper, yeah. Was it Cullen? It says Cullen for Cooper on you and Janelli for Yates. Who else came off? Uh,
1: He took off uh, Ashby, Ashby, window
0: back four. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I'll speak about him in a minute as well, but. um, yeah, I think the defending, um, the wing-backs are quite high up the pitch. So when you, the midfield's a bit isolated and we lose the ball, they go in diagonal and exploit a lot of space. Whereas when we have a back four, we're not really having that problem.
1: Um, it depends how he wants to attack, because um, if he wants the full-back to get forward, um, then they would they would have another option. Because I think Key gets forward quite well. Like Even though he's playing on the left, he was getting forward quite well. A couple of times in the first yeah. half, he got a crossover. And in the second half where he kind to of gets to the byline and causes some trouble.
0: It's get um, like forward and a back four, though. We just need to do one at a time instead of both.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's just something I think. Because he's still going to gonna
0: have wingers, and not um If it was for the back, I just say the observation. It seems to be working a bit better at the moment. That's all.
1: Oh yeah, the, yeah. Twice he has gone to a back four, and uh, you know we've we've played better and we've scored goals. So um, you know he's aware of that.
0: It's one of them things. Everyone's gone to a five. But we say that when Steve Cooper was here, he changed it to it, and then everyone was doing it. Football goes to yeah. phases, then is it? Maybe time that the four three three mix come back. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah,
0: four three three that were cams so was like the two eight, or whatever he's doing, like four, one, two, three, something like that.
1: Yeah, they'll uh, find something. I mean, look, they got they got players still to come in as well. Uh, well, you know. Yeah obviously we're we'll signing more players and hopefully another one coming in soon so we're not the finished article at the moment so uh i think it's just the case of uh calm down it was it was really really bad. i look, the first half uh, and then up to the the penalty uh was re- was really really bad but he said himself after the game he said he said uh you know he was frustrated with the way that they were playing and it's, it's probably habits brought forward from last season. Like you said, he said they were just aimlessly passing around for the sake of it, you know, not creating anything. The, the, the tempo was very slow. He said, we've got to create our own tempo. Um, and I, I agree with him. I like what he said. He said, there's no point in just passing it around for the sake of it. And aimlessly yeah. going nowhere. Cause that was, how, that was probably one of the criticisms we had last year. It's all well and good having 80% possession, but it's you know, if you're not going anywhere with it.
0: Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about the use of subs. Uh, so I don't think at Ashby. Um, I know you're going to ask a question potentially at some point for the wing backs because I know we've we'll talk about it later yeah. when we talk about uh, the new signing. I just yeah I don't know whether it's because he's come with this big reputation um, and like plaudits so of like oh my god he's an amazing player but he have not done it for me yet. I don't know if he's just off the pace. But if if no, there's I, a I agree with him if there's a now competition. I think he starts over Ashby. Ashby's been subbed in every game as well, which says he's maybe not 90-minute fit. And I just don't think he's... Maybe he's been okay. He just hasn't really, like... There's no excitement there for me yet. Anyway. um, No, I agree with you. just been kind of doing the job, which is fine. You know, maybe it'll take time. And like I said, it's just because he came with such a fanfare, I think, compared to some of the other ones. There's a massive fuss made over him. And sometimes yeah. that's that's uh, unfortunate for the player because you you get the fans get put an idea in their head and then you're immediately more disappointed. Where if you didn't know who he is, you're like, oh, he's, he's yeah, he's settling in alright, It'll take time. It's just a different meant you know yeah. mentality. But I'm sure he'll come good. Just from what I heard, I kind of maybe was expecting more. Maybe I'm being too harsh and critical, and that's fine. But just interesting to see what maybe people would say in the comments about him um no i think you're right as all well. i
1: agree I, there's a lot of um we put when we look when we were trying to pick the team before the game with we? and you know i think we put it up on twitter and there were a lot of comments about how good the depth has become yeah uh for it for, for a for a for a change i don't know if um we'll have people going out the door anyway but hopefully not but at the moment the squad is so competitive um and i and i think i think you're right i think ashby's been one of them where i know it's only two games in but i think he hasn't played that well. Um, there's a few other performances as well. Like I said, I don't think Holly Cooper had his best game. Um, and there's a lot of competition in the midfield. I don't think, um, you know, they brought Rushworth in, and I, I, don't know. He's made he made made a mistake against Northampton. He made a mistake against Birmingham. He made another couple of mistakes on Saturday. You know, it's not it's not been a great start.
0: Yeah, I know it's a bit harsh, but you know, no, but but, but I guess can't I hide away we, from the mistakes. We were at the Northampton game, and I was saying to the you know the people we were with like. Everyone slaughtered Fisher for the mistakes he was making, and I'm yeah. not saying they didn't, and that you shouldn't get criticism, but you can't not also then have the same standard of expectations. Then I know the only difference is he hasn't been here that long, but the errors that he was that he made, I don't know. Do they? Do, is that stuff? I guess better with time, or was it just errors?
1: Well, look, I think I think the, the difference is with Fisher is that his mistakes were coming from like. You know, like goalkeeper mistakes, where, um, you know, like one the one against like Oxford, where someone takes a shot and he should collect it and it goes in, and then there was one against Millwall, which was straight at him and it goes in, just like yeah. directly leading to a goal. Now I know the um, Rushworth mistake against Birmingham directly led to a goal, but then there's another two or three which don't lead to a goal, where they're yeah, like well, the distribution one mistakes should have. Well, yeah, he should. And there was one on Saturday where West Brom should have scored in the first half when he made a mistake. Same thing, passed like misplaced, passed out, and West Brom were in on the goalkeeper. Um, and his distribution, I think, it's just more like Rushworth's distribution than uh, than like you know his his goalkeeper because I think he's a good goalkeeper. Yeah. I think his distribution's been really poor so far.
0: Yeah, probably good at making saves, but yeah, the other side. Um, but then just put your foot through it in it and try and be cute. Well, that was and I think you're right. Changes, But I
1: think it's fair. I think it's fair to call it out as well. Like, you know, a mistake in the first game, fair enough. You know, that's fine. But there's been one in every game now. Your three games and three mistakes. Um, So, you know, it's got to be called out. And I think you're right as well to say about Ashby. Like, he hasn't played that well yet. It's okay to sort of say that. Well, Hopefully yeah. they'll all come good, but not yet.
0: Yeah, but well, you shouldn't just start because of who he is. Which is yeah, what yeah, mean, exactly. He came straight but be you know after it'll be really, done
1: by it, yeah I agree I think it'd be really interesting now to see who starts on Saturday because then we'll have a, we'll have an idea of us you know what's in his thinking but I and I hope we're not sort of tied down as well with I know we've got a lot of loan players you know I hope that doesn't sort of swing decision making you know or they've got to play so many yeah. games um so yeah it'd be really interesting to see w- who starts on uh, on Saturday
0: Speaking of good performances, though uh, Charlie Patino obviously signed on from Arsenal, maybe the day before um, on loan at Blackpool last year, which he did stand out in a side that got similar to Yates you know, like stood out in yeah. a side that got relegated. Um, Arsenal seem to be very eager for his development; like they're quite interested in him. I think he could be good in the future, and he came on and made an instant impact and on straight, set pieces straight away. As you mentioned earlier putting them on Darlene's head made a massive difference and helped any chance of a potential comeback um look good
1: oh really good he caused he caused havoc to be fair with his deliveries um I think there was only one where um he, he hit the first man it was and he, and we had so many set pieces in that in that second half like towards the end obviously because we were applying pressure and every single one of them was dangerous apart from maybe one um so that was really exciting because he's got a lovely left foot on him. And just his general play as well, he seemed to move he seemed to get the, the game going a lot quicker. Um he seemed to be popping up, he seemed to be having a bit of a bit more of a like a free roll in them. I know the game's just them and it's 3-0 and we're chasing, but he seemed to be everywhere, like picking it up, moving the ball around. Um kind of like what Grimes does, but I think quicker. Yeah. Um
0: You think Grimes is probably still in
1: so still but I think what I, yeah, I think what happened was is that when we went to a back four, Grimes went to just sit in front of the back four, yeah. and Patino was more forward. Then that had a bit more of um, you know, a bit more space. So maybe that's, you know, Grimes sits in his role and does what he does so well, um, and and Patino is in front of him, uh, that can you know do a bit more, and then and Grimes can get a bit forward when when he can. I think that that could be dangerous.
0: Yeah. So that was maybe, that was exciting. Maybe come straight in the next game.
1: I, uh, yeah, I, I think he does. I think he, I think he has to start the next game with the way he played when he came on. I, I think, I think, worth a mention as well, though, Janelli, when he came on,
0: I think Europe's yeah. really good. But this is what I was going to say, though. I don't know. It's a second league game that I think he could have done more with the bench, um, especially when we're on a comeback. Like, you get that momentum, and I know he made three changes, but you can make five these days. You get that momentum. Do you not want to just bring the bring it all out all you got you're three, you know, you're three two down you're in the momentum now yeah. chuck everything on yeah. to like to, to get to try and make it happen well we got yeah. to use at that point and i know you brought on cullen in the 61st minute i've got the time for the patino one and obviously that made a big difference but Janelli was 89th minute and before that was only two subs and you still could have used another two when you got the likes of like joe allens on the bench Abdullah, if you want a bit of pace Patterson, and and if and and to be fair if we're lumping it in the box you could have brought on. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I think you're right. Yeah, I can't say Ukrainian it's... striker. <laughs> yeah. Mk.
0: Mk. Could have brought on. Uh, I'm gonna need to go and watch our video and learn how to pronounce his name. Yeah,
1: Make but no, laugh. I think you're right. If you had him in there, do have an extra because well, we were causing so many so problems. Scored yeah. from
0: two corners. Why have you not brought? Right, okay, hang on. Patina's deliveries making some making some good opportunities here. Uh, he's a, he's just a tall lad. You know, get him in the box, give him another head to aim for, and just make some. It was pinball for that second goal. He just wanted to like make difficult in the box, and who knows what might happen. Um, I mean, Yates and Perot played ninety. Perot played in the, the the game the other day. I know you never want to take Perot off, but it's just you know, resting him for ten minutes at the end. Um, he was
1: um, he was very very quiet. Perot was my normal yeah, game. I quiet. think he probably would have been the one to sacrifice. For someone, I think, um, in that moment, it probably would have been a good sub. I do agree with you on that one. But um, yeah, I, I, but but going back to Janelli I know they added on like nine minutes of injury time. So when he came on in the 89th minute, he had he had a good ten minutes. He looked so dangerous. He looked so quick. He was going, he was coming from out to in into like the middle channel, and he was causing ructions. He was getting in between the two centre halves. There was one, there was one instance when he was like. He made a lovely run and he was through on goal and he had to, he had a really difficult touch where the ball's like behind him and he kind of has to bring it in front of him at speed. And he almost does it and the defender gets a touch to it, touch to it but otherwise he's in on goal. I, I was really impressed with him. So as bad as it was, him and Patino coming off the bench, I think there was enough to, you know, be optimistic about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe these new guys like uh is not fit or something and Joe Allen's obviously. Yeah, well I mean maybe just not to pace the championship yet. And Janelli even coming on eighty nine, you know, he's only just come back from injury yeah. two, And he
1: scored so. uh he scored a belter in the week, didn't he? Not yeah. that, that goal was was I'm brilliant. sure we'll
0: see the more involvement in the coming. weeks. I think we will.
1: But he said himself, then he after the Northampton game, that he's behind everyone else because he was injured in pre-season. He said, I'm behind everyone else in terms of fitness. So, um, you know, that's going to take time. So a couple of weeks if he's up to speed. And he's, yeah. he's already shown flashes of brilliance. So.
0: Yeah, so lots of, you know, there is positives definitely to take from it. And I'm sure it will keep coming as we go. Last thing I want to say about the game is then, uh, they've added a thing onto SofaScore, which is quite nice. I know you don't always like XG Lee. But yeah, I just feel in this game specifically, it shows that maybe it would, it's not as bad as going three nil down seemed. Yeah. Um, so West Brom's expected goals, so XG, was one point eight nine. Um, Scored three. And they yeah. had a penalty, and you get quite a heavy XG from having a penalty because you basically expected to score it. Yeah. Um, it's quite high. So it shows that maybe the element of luck in especially the second yeah, goal. That's what
1: I mean. They didn't offer anything. Like they didn't. Yeah. You know, that's was frustrating to be 3-0 down. We didn't yeah. do anything special.
0: And ours, by comparison, was
1: 2.24. Yeah, I, th- I think I read somewhere. I think it was on Twitter, the EFL stats page, where I think we had, like, the fourth or the fifth highest amount yeah. of XG. Across so the it view. shows
0: something went well there. Um, like I said, just need to switch that on a bit earlier and find out a bit sooner. Um, the ex- expected assists, which is also here, same as XG, except, like, I guess, more of, like, that was a good pass, should have led to a goal, maybe. Yeah. I guess that's how they're looking at it. Um, and I guess this is where you, it doesn't account for the penalty, which is maybe the big difference. Yeah. 0.56 for Westbrook. Yeah. So, I mean, if you take a look at their goals, you take the penalty. If you take an XA, which is expected assists, no one's assisting the penalties. So you've taken that out to the score. And I'd imagine we had an own goal, so I would say that's taken out the score as well, because it was kind yeah. of like it was an own goal where their player crossed it, our player went in, they crossed it, at three of our players and went in, so that's probably taken out the score as well. So it was zero point five six um, is their expected assists, and ours was two point three seven.
1: Yeah, so, which says a lot, doesn't it? So yeah. we, like, really, I did feel like you know it was unlucky not to come away with a draw, even though. It was a poor performance. I think West Brom were quite poor as well. I think it was just bad yeah. defending that cost us. Um but yeah, I think uh one more thing on the on the game though, before we move on. Like I've seen a lot of people saying like, you know, um including some of my own friends that, you know, oh daff is hoofball and it's the, it's the worst football we've had in ages and I see I, I had some outrageous comments.
0: It's like the whole Cooper Winning versus style argument again and ever. Let's let just wait until we get into that conversation. Um,
1: yeah, but let's like you know, like I said before, I think like this aimless possession football is just, just it's not a, it's just not valuable anymore unless you've got even,
0: even Pep don't do it. Hence the signing of Harland.
1: Exactly. Unless you, but unless you've got like that level of talent, you can't play that football.
0: Yeah, but like, he doesn't do it all the time anymore. And no, exactly. To, but exactly, the game is moving page. on. It took him the to game is moving on. To win the Champions League. That's literally... The how game is moving on.
1: League. Exactly. 100%. And that's this is what I've been trying to say all last year when everyone's like, oh, you know, but the football is brilliant. The game is moving on because how many times... Um, did we see? Oh, you know, we got eighty percent possession. We didn't create anything, and yeah. then the team gets the ball once and scores with their only shot on target. Anyway, we need to be the, that team.
0: For the doubters, we still had fifty-eight percent possession. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And we were like the fifth. We were like the fifth uh, team, lowest team for like the amount of long balls or something behind like Southampton, Norwich, and yeah. someone else. So
0: um, behind Southampton. Oh, yeah. Th- I mean,
1: so they had less. Yeah, yeah but um, no, not by okay. much.
0: So, yeah, 13 shots for Swans against 11 for West Brom. Four on target for Swans against three for West Brom. Um, And then we've got a couple of other stats that are quite interesting. Two big chances for West Brom, three for Swansea. Zero big chances missed for West Brom, three for Swansea. (laughs) So, really, we probably didn't deserve to lose the game. One chance hit the woodwork, of course. Um, 13 shots inside the box for Swansea as well. Yeah. No, that's good. (laughs) Uh, probably most of them got blocked, but like you get in the box in the box and it can shots in the box. This one isn't very good for Rushworth. A new one as well. Goals prevented um, minus 1.36. So, apparently, a negative numbers not good. <laughs> so like they, they basically expected him to save 1.36 more goals. Yeah. Which is harsh considering what you see. I guess the own goal one is probably what brings that down. Um, but it yeah. just kind of didn't know what's going on today, all of them. Um, Anyway, that's enough on that game. We'll move on. I think there's enough positives there to say, look, a transition of a manager.
1: I think there's um, definitely signs of
0: how it can work. You know, if you can get that last fourth, well, say second half after the two goals from West I guess whatever time that was, um, as your normal, then it's going to be decent. But a lot of new players as well. So yeah, you know, but well, I think as you know, well like in.
1: Yeah, there's still bedding in new players still to come in, but also let's just like, let's just have an open mind. Let's just have an open mind. Like we haven't got to play this possession football. Like that's not the only way to play football. Yeah, I think we've had this battle for a number of years now. Like having eighty, ninety percent possession is not the only way to play. Yeah, like let's just see what he does, and if it gets results, then it gets results. Yeah,
0: a couple of Swans, X Swans. Well, Carl Bartley played, didn't he? Yeah, kind of barely come kind of off the bench. Really. Off. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did, and uh, yeah. Um, average age one squad was twenty four point four. West Brom's was twenty nine point one. So a lot less experience. Anyway, let's move on. So we've talked about start talking about the signings now. I said that was the next part of the agenda. We've kind of already talked about Charlie Petino because of his impact in that game. So yep. I'm not really going to speak too much on him. I'm just going to repeat. You know, he's on loan from Arsenal. Uh, apparently he was maybe looking for a permanent move away, but I feel like Ars- it looks like Arsenal have convinced him to stay with their project a bit longer. We probably benefit from that. I'm not sure we would have signed him permanent. Yeah, yeah. You know, We'll see how this season goes. Um, looks like a good good acquisition, but we've also made another p- permanent sign-in, signing Nathan to Joa On. I think I've said <laughs> that right. Um, on a three-year deal plus one extension potentially, which seems to be the normal thing they're doing for these youngsters are signing at the moment from Dutch club Excelsior. I said that right? Excelsior. Excelsior. I'm oh, so bad. I think it is. Yeah. He made 47 appearances for them. He's 21 years old, so he's basically featured over the last three to four years. But I think last season was a main breakthrough season where he proper like got into the team, which obviously was alerted to other clubs to his potential. Um, and he is a left-footed left-hand side defender so uh we haven't had one there was manning left it probably was actually yeah Manning
1: was left footed yeah
0: but like depth there and we needed one is what i'm trying to say um yeah it makes so a big difference it makes massive it does difference. make a difference for crossing and stuff especially we had, we had the same last year
1: we had the same last year because last year we had manning on that left side and he was he was brilliant for us last year he was causing problems um but we didn't really have a right-sided player yeah um and now, like obviously the start of this season, we've got two right sided players. One's playing out of position on the left. Um, so hopefully now with him coming in, we've got we'll have a good balance.
0: I I mean, I don't know if he'll come straight in, but when he's up to speed, I think it's gonna be a tricky choice. But the fact he's a left-sided, left-footed player, gotta go in his favor, and he? if he's if he's gonna be decent. And yeah. then it's up to Ashby and Key to play for the other position, maybe. I mean, if he's using wing back so openly in the system, I'd imagine he'll quite often sub the third one on at some point, you know, rotation and all that. I think, you know, back in the day, it was quite, you never really saw defensive substitutions that often. Um, But I think these days, especially with the wing backs being Mm -hmm. kind of wingers at the same time, it is more common.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to see, because I, you know, for me, I agree with you. I think he goes straight in on left and at the moment on the balance of performances, I think he has to start on the right. Yeah. But whether he does that, I got a funny feeling that he'll start Ashby and bring him off, like he has been doing. It could um, be
0: Keys' energy might be good coming on, but I would say at a home game, I'd like to start. Yeah, with it'd
1: be it. really like be really because I think everybody's probably got their own opinion on this. Would be really interesting to see. That'd be the first I'll, thing that everybody looks for on to Saturday. Your, I think is who get starts. Get a poll up
0: on uh, Twitter. Get a poll up. Yeah,
1: I will. I'll do that in the week because there's a few. Uh, there's a few positions in there now where there's competition for places so i think it's um which is a good thing It's was really good yeah. thing um yeah, like i said if he's bit, not yeah. playing very well
0: like i don't think he has
1: so far um then you know we've got options that he that he, that he doesn't play
0: yeah um okay some other transfer news then oliver and chan we know he's left he's finally been announced by the club quite a um direct announcement let's say um mm where, you know, it's just done in there. Just, like, let's move on. Uh, Obviously, wasn't the best end to the relationship between him and the club. Uh, He made his debut before we even announced that he'd left, so says it all. Um, Anyway, good luck to him. Hope it goes well in Turkey. Um, And then some links. So we've been linked with a centre-back who I think prefers the left side of centre-back called Bashir Humphreys from chelsea's expected to be joining on loan i don't know too much about him but i'll try and lock him up a little bit more before the next time if he does get out so we can talk a little bit more about him and Reddin have been linked with brandon cooper so we're looking at a centre back and then makes sense maybe brandon cooper's like well where do i stand if another one comes in because i'm already not getting game time already not making the bench i'd even imagine yeah. if this guy comes in it where does that leave carl norton's place on the bench but um We'll talk about that, I guess, further down the line. Well, this is another
1: this is another one, like I said, about the full backs, like with him coming in. He's very um, versatile
0: though, isn't he, Norton? So he's really good to have there.
1: Yeah, I think Norton's very key to have because he can play you know, he can play in the middle of the three comfortably, he can play on either side full back, really. Yeah. Um, so he's he's key to have. But then like Brandon Cooper, I can understand him going, he's not really had he's not really had much game time for you know two three years now and like, i think we said before we came on he's 23 yeah he's 23, it's probably time is, that he looks to move on
0: i think uh darlin's 24 Cabango's 23 and Woods is 21 so yeah so when does he break through that. if it's not now
1: yeah exactly You kind of had, i i kind of had the feeling he was like oh you know he's a youngster trying to break through but then when we looked at his age and he's the same age you know around as the the, the three that are starting then uh you know it's probably it's probably time for him to look to I feel look feel to move like on like be, shim because i think like he looked the right when i've seen him play
0: yeah he, i think the others are just you know they're just a little bit ahead he's had some injuries I to think. set him back like on his loan yeah. spells that maybe didn't allow him to assert what he can give um yeah. i think he'd be a late bloomer sort of player that will have to go down the leagues and then he'll eventually find himself either getting transferred into a club that gets promoted to the championship or comes up with a club and Maybe sticks around at the level then when he's a bit older, but we'll see. Good luck to him. I mean, I don't know if it's a loan or, or if he's going to go permanent. I can't. I just, I just don't know if he does another loan. It could go really well and let Red in, in League One, and then he does offer competition next year or say, like, look, I can be useful. Um, but I don't know. We're looking to bring someone on loan from Chelsea and loan him out. The yes,
1: so. sure, issue, uh, the issue is this is why I still don't like the, uh, the transfer window still being open. Even though we are bringing players in, we still don't know if players are going to leave. I think we can all, like we've all. I think we're all quite excited by the work that we have done with the players we have brought in, but it's a bit suspiciously quiet about people going out at the moment, which I don't like. Well, I was um,
0: seeing that apparently now that Jay Adams is probably going or has gone. Yeah. I haven't researched fully, but I think someone's after him. Um, that Peru will be Southampton's number one again. But as, I don't know if that's easy paper talk, because it could easily just be easy, easy paper talk, like the old Grimes stuff, but then that never yeah, same. They... that hasn't materialized and they brought in Flynn Downs. So Yeah, I don't they think saw they're gonna, I mean, today, didn't they? Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna I feel like what does World Prowse do for Southampton is probably more for Flynn Downs. People seem to be yeah. comparing him to Grimes, but I don't think just because he takes the set pieces. Um, I don't think he does that job. He wasn't doing that job for Southampton in their first game because that Smallbone was.
1: That's a that's a great signing for them bringing in Flynn Downs on that one. Yeah, bit so much.
0: I think if they got Smallbone, he's doing the Grimes role. I can't see him and Grimes playing together. Yeah. No, because no, no I, I I
1: I don't think Grimes, but I I do still worry about Perot because, um, you know, you've got Leeds on the weekend. I think was it. Um, was it Couldn't fill a bench. Couldn't fill a bench, and I'm sure well, the strikers refused to play. Um, so I'm just expecting one of the teams to come in with a a desperation bid at the end. They keep saying, like you know, they start, you know, Leeds drew the first game, they lost the second game. You know, if they struggle again on the weekend, they haven't going to strike. They'll just think, bloody yeah, we need, we need him.
0: Yeah, I'm obviously concerned about Pro leaving, but I was kind of set up for that anyway. I'm more, I'd be more hurt if Grimes went because. Oh yeah, I'd be,
1: well I, I don't know now because Perot has gone on long enough. So I think if he leaves now, I will be gutted because I'll be
0: gutted, but still be Why didn't he just? I'll be
1: gutted if he no. But I was prepared for Perot to leave in the summer, but now that he's played, you know, two league games and a cup game, he'll probably play again on Saturday, and then for him to go late on, I think that one would be quite annoying. Now, because be you know, don't get me wrong. Just... There's been rumours about him signing a new contract as well. I don't know if that's true, but you know.
0: I feel like if he does it will it's, be just a, it's just a bit of bit of protection for us, I hope I'd imagine. I wouldn't be too yeah. much into contract. But um it just means he won't. No, I know, but free. I but, but I mean
1: at least that means he stays for this season at least.
0: Yeah, and don't go for free. Um yeah. okay, so the, anyway, that's uh that's all the transfer updates. Um update on the game against Bournemouth in the Carabao Cup, then is it still called Carabao? Yeah, I think it yeah, is it's still Carabao. Carabao yeah. Cup. Um Tuesday 29th of August, seven thirty. PM. Hopefully, I can't remember what shift I'm on, but I want to go down to that one. Um, three up, three down. Then Lee looking at the championship as a whole. Yeah. Let's what is it. your three up, three down? Start with the three up.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think we should. I think Ipswich should get a mention. I think uh, you no know, two newly promoted team, two games, Ipswich, two wins, top of
0: the league, Ipswich.
1: Top of the league, I think that's what, I think that's worth a mention. I think that's good, you know, from a newly promoted team winning the first two games, um, you know, and especially looking how hard this league is. And in, I know last year, every time we had a midweek three of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, I, I I think it was very few times where a team won all three. And even now, you're looking two games in. There's only two teams that have won two games. It's just such is the nature of this league. I yeah. think, uh, you know, to come up and win the first two games, I think that's quite impressive from Ipswich.
0: Shout out to Plymouth as well, sitting in fourth on four points.
1: Yeah, a good point away from uh, at Watford. I think that's. Uh,
0: after they smashed QPR, yeah. I just feel? I think it was. It...
1: Oh, Watford beat QPR, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. they smashed him. So, yeah, so, yeah. And then moving on to QPR, I think after they lost 4 0 and got absolutely slated and hammered and. Everyone's like that. I said they go in, and Ainsworth's going to get sacked. soon. they go and get an away win, a Cardiff where there was ex, you know, there was a big uh, expectation from them. Ramsey's home come in, and
0: all yeah. that. By all and, accounts, they
1: were going to roll Kupiara home, and they got a yeah, good away win. Yeah, they
0: had a decent result. The Leeds, and I know they bottled it in the end, but like it's just like back to reality, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I you know. I still think I still think Kupiara will struggle, but it's just, it, I just think that's a that's a massive win for them after that Is week because I think.
0: I that mean that's for Cardiff are as well? Though?
1: I, I I don't think I don't think you can. I just this is the we thing. Like say, we people, can't
0: say ourselves, but I'm just just
1: saying. No, I know no, I agree with you because, like you said, that was a really good point. The way it leads, but then Leeds lost then against Birmingham, and Birmingham got a good win against Leeds. So our draw against Birmingham doesn't look so bad. Um, so I, you know, you, you don't know where you don't know where teams are going to be, and that's why I was yeah. saying about the Swans. Like, let just cal- let's just calm down a bit because, you know. Fair enough, six, seven, eight games in the season. If we haven't won a game then, you know, it's time to start, you know, uh, asking questions. But, uh, yeah, I think you can look at, like, Ipswich, fair play today, must good start. Two wins coming up. So um, Only one team in the league uh, has only up.
0: conceded no goals as well, That's Watford.
1: Yeah, it's just, just just the way the league is. Um, and going on, well, just going to the last up, uh, just another win. I, I, I think I've been singing their praises now for uh, the last week uh Coventry 3-0 against Middlesbrough, you know, playoff teams from last year. I did lo- I did watch the highlights. I think Middlesbrough had a couple of chances, but to then put them away 3-0 after they lost Hamer in the week as well. They sold uh Hamer to um Sheffield United, didn't they? Yeah. And then to win 3 nil. I think uh and I was so impressed with them against Leicester. Um I think they probably should have won that game. But, they're coming uh, down
0: here next weekend, so I hope they have an off day. That's be a very, uh, bad,
1: that I'm a bit worried, that that's going uh, to be a very, very hard game against Colony because I think, they're, uh, I think they're a serious contender this year from what I've seen so far.
0: Yeah, they're looking good. Or maybe they yeah. just hit
1: in form at the beginning of the season. You don't know.
0: Maybe Middlesbrough are bad.
1: Well, Middlesbrough are desperate for goals, aren't they?
0: Yeah, um, they're the only side to have them scored a goal in the league.
1: I think in the amount of goals they scored last year, you know, that's a bit of a I worry. Know.
0: 'Cause they look good against us last year. We thought they were like the best team in the league at the time.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember what the striker was now. It's crazy league to, um,
0: Crazy league. Um crazy downs league. then. Relegation candidates.
1: Yeah, relegation candidates. Huddersfield. They've lost three games now. You know, lost the first game away at Plymouth. Uh lost again on Saturday, lost their cup game. As uh, you know, as it could be worse. When we think of if people saying the Swans are bad, that's that's a horrendous start.
0: Yeah, we did say that. And uh, our predictions,
1: and uh, Sheffield Wednesday as well. I thought they may do a bit better, but that was a that was a bad result for them against Hull. They lost well four two in the end, but uh, they were four one down and they got a consolation goal. So you know, worried for them as well. Very and again, good, it's yeah. early days, early days. But you know, when when you know when you have your relegation candidates, there's a group of relegation candidates. You have to start well, don't you? So for Huddersfield, you know, we'll probably be down there to lose their first three games, three com- three competitive games. that's hmm. uh, a bit worrying.
0: Okay. Um, next.
1: Yeah, next one. I think we touched on it in the Swans. We were saying about like defending um, between West Brom and, and the Swans. I think the defending was atrocious. But I watched the highlights on Sunday, and the defending and goalkeeping across the league it was just awful. There were so many poor goals conceded. Just so many mistakes. I mean, you look at... um, Well, you watch the Southampton game. Uh, Manning dropped a howler for one of Norwich's goals. Um, And there was a few mistakes in there. Uh, You know, we talk about Harry Darling's penalty. It was rash. It was the Preston defender just absolutely wiped somebody out for no reason when they're going nowhere in the box. Yeah. Um, So I think it's just, you know, it's just teams finding their feet early on in the season. But I saw some poor defending across, across the league, really, in the highlights.
0: Yeah. Uh, championship uh, craziness all over I guess Yeah, and the last one
1: yeah the last one is probably going to be a down every week it's officiating again until we get VAR I mean I don't know if you've seen the highlights but the, the, pen, the Southampton's equaliser I think it was like 96th minute penalty they had it's never a penalty absolutely never a penalty the, I, um, I can't remember what it was I think it might have been Teller where the, he's, he has got goal side of the defender but he like goes backwards to initiate the contact and he's going down as well. And the defender's just running back towards him, but he goes to the defender and goes down. Then he gives the penalty and he gets on the point. So I think just
0: that's going to be Martin's on there every week. Is there? I mean, was that a, of a game though, was it? Was it 4 all. Yeah, but
1: again, the defending was terrible. Yeah and dropped opportunities an awful mistake.
0: When we get going, you know, well, we'll see. Maybe, maybe we can do something. Well, If Duff can get it right, but you know, time will tell. Long way to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the championship. I'll, uh, I'll catch up with someone from Coventry, hopefully ahead of our next game. And yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It'll be interesting to hear their thoughts after a good start for them, even though they've only got one win. Um, good result again, good performance against Leicester, should say. So yeah, we'll, uh, We'll, see that we'll have goes. to do
1: our um we'll have to do our predictions again, we've been nowhere near on uh we'll yeah,
0: have to get a table up. Um what yeah, do we, we're do we... we're doing now then or I'll have to no, i have to think about it. Yeah, i will think
1: later on. We'll I'll put him up on Twitter. Um
0: yeah. and I was going to touch on before we finish then. Big football news this week is Mr. Tottenham, Harry King, finally left the club for eighty six million pounds to buy in Munich. What do we think of this?
1: Yeah, I think that's what happened, didn't it? But it was just really funny that uh, he went in his first game. They lost <laughs> a final. Um, Three as well. But it, it, it was a good story because I think, like, even if he won, he would have won a trophy in his first game. They would have been like, "Oh, lucky he's, he's gone." And, won a tr-. and then they lost. It. it was like, "Oh, he's a, you know, he's the curse. He's not going to win a trophy." But what imagine, he I, oh, I think when they get going, I think they'll be. I think they'll go far in the Champions League. I think with the team they got and kid, once he gets going, I think, uh, I think that'll be dangerous. Because what he'd done for Spurs for years, like with the goals he scored, and Spurs, have, you know, have not been very good in the last, you know, two years in particular, yeah. one or three years.
0: I Guess you can't blame him going, but do you think Bayern Munich was the move he really wanted?
1: I don't think so. I think he had to go out of England because I don't think they wanted to sell into another club. I think they were desperate to get him out. Yeah. This year, before he went on a free to another team in the Premier League, I just think he
0: missed the boat free. on like a Real Madrid. Yeah, I do. He should have gone.
1: He should have. He should look. He, I think he should have gone after they lost the Champions League final. That was his time to go and uh, and get you know have a good, you know, two three years of his prime. Um, and he probably would have done a lot of lot more damage. I think he still will. But he's thirty now. I think you know. I think. Were uh, they
0: replacing Benzema with because? Like that could have been.
1: Yeah, I d- some... I don't know. I was talking I about it. I, I don't know if uh, if that's gonna year, happen.
0: that would be on a free one, it. Yeah, because so maybe they're just holding He's not going to play for PSG all year. It can't I mean, one of the best it's players ridiculous. in the world not playing all year is that really going to happen?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Something will happen. It's ridiculous. He probably will play when he oil end up going this year, but it's just ridiculous.
0: Um, and where does that leave Tottenham then? Harry Kane's departure.
1: I don't know. I watched them yesterday. Um I don't know. They 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 are gonna they are gonna miss him, but uh, you know they got a good point away at Brentford, and uh, they looked alright. But I think over the yet.
0: match was saying that like five years ago.
1: Well, yeah, but Brentford beat a lot of big teams no, at home, didn't they? I'm
0: not discrediting Brentford, but like they were in Champions League final, and they like
1: no, no, uh, yeah, no, no, you are you are right to be fair, but it's, it's always a banana skin to go. But I wonder what I'm saying is, I think uh, I think the squad that they have now that was a good point against Brentford, which is.
0: Richarlison is a step up to he? And no, he's not the answer year.
1: though, is he? He's, he's not, not the answer. answer
0: but like, you're leading the line for Brazil. He's got to do more than he did last year.
1: Yeah, well, we we'll see how that pans out. But I don't think, uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to work. But out, I, I'm not
0: saying he's going to replace Kane. I'm just saying he needs to do more than what he did last year to try and fill some of the hole. I think yeah. several players need to step up to fill the hole of Kane's goals. Son didn't have a good year last year, so no, he you know, didn't. Maybe you can step up. I wonder if we're going to see a repeat of when they spent the Gareth Bale money. Yeah,
1: I don't know if they got a replacement lined up. I don't know if they're going to spend that money. So
0: he seems to have, he's left it quite late, though, isn't he? To like try and replace a player like Kane.
1: <laughs> yeah, they'll come in for Perot now.
0: Yeah, but if he, if if Spurs come in for Perot and you know they've just got eighty-six million for for Harry Kane, you're asking a lot aren't you.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll it's, like, it's like it's like when
0: they paid 30 million for sissoko off newcastle or whatever it was God, yeah. crazy money yeah anyway interesting um we'll call it a day there so thanks everyone for listening as always give us your score predictions for huddersfield uh, commentary in the comments if you're watching on youtube if you're watching on spotify thank you very much leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed us would really <laughs> very much appreciate that um Yeah, and if you're on YouTube, subscribe as well. We are on a good bit of momentum at the moment. I think we're on like 613. So spent all last season trying to get to 500. And now, you know, it's going well. So thank you all for your support. And if you are not subscribed, it's easy to do so. YouTube is just connected to a Google account. If you've got Gmail or any any of them, it's all connected. You sign in with the same account, just click the big red button, and it will give you a notification as well if you... um, subscribe to us when we upload and stuff and if you want an instant notification every time we upload click the bell and you won't miss any videos then as well so um yeah thank you all for your support leave a thumbs up as well because that helps push us up to more swans fans and we shall catch you in the next video so have a good one see you soon sports social podcast network the talk fan network is proudly teaming up with free from mental health awareness week this year
1: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a muck nugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You win. Our participating restaurants, 18+, plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.